Bye. Bye. I think I hadn't. I think I hadn't started recording yet, Mom. I think you got here. Darn it! On the technicality of technology. All right. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. Grandpa. And I didn't get to say my name this time. How about that? You better say your name. I'm Dan, and this is the 2012 Academy Awards. They keep happening. Wait, you have to not tell them what the name of our podcast is. Yeah, but I like it when you remind me because it may it spices <laughs> things up a little bit. This is if I ran the Oscars, our podcast where we look at one movie from every year the awards were on TV. We look at what it won for, and then three other categories at random on the same movie. That's because we love rolling mm. the dice. Yep. Uh, this year, pretty broad year for film, Academy Award facts are mostly about the movie we watched, but I will add another one. Meryl Streep became the fifth performer to win three or more acting Oscars. Oh. So, she good at acting. Catherine Hepburn is another one? I I would assume so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have yeah, the list here. Marlon sure. Brando? Yeah. However, we are talking about the artist today, and the artist had all of the Academy Award facts this year. For instance, second silent film, the first one being... The first best picture. Ever? Yeah. Well, first... Yeah. In, in the 1920s or something? 1929 wow. was the first Academy Awards. And since then, every other best picture until The Artist was predominantly a talkie. Okay. This one, we will note, had some talking. But it, it, was, some. it was dramatically appropriate and definitely the film was spiritually silent. It is the first black and white... Best Picture since 1993, and to note, Schindler's List had a little bit of color, which was still fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And, do, is it so if it's French, would it be Jean or Jean? Jean. Jean Dujardin is the first French actor to win an Oscar. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, The Artist. I honestly thought this movie was older. I did not think this came out in 2011. Uh-huh. Until, uh, of course, we encountered in, Until we our, ran into it. On our random selection. And the director basically hasn't done much that escapes France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's pretty good at making things in France. In fact, his first major films that he made that essentially got him the clout to mm-hmm. try something like this are films called OSS 117. Cairo, Nest of Spies, and then the same mm-hmm. prefix, at Lost in Rio. And okay. I looked those up. Uh, they are... OSS 117 is a series of spy novels, and it's a serious set of spy novels. Okay. It's not quite as big as James Bond, but it's kind of like French James Bond. He made two movies about th- this series, except they're like spy satire. Oh, okay. So they're, so they're comedies. Oh. To note, the artist opens on what is looks like some sort of a spy movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's fun. Uh, when writing the film, uh, they studied a lot of silent film because they didn't want to use too many intertitles. Oh, the... Which is the fancy word for the words on the screen during a silent movie. Yeah. Well, I wish they'd made them a little plainer. Yeah. 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 Very uh, difficult to see if you're visually yeah. yeah. And to note, <clears throat> the chief influence on the protagonist was Douglas Fairbanks, mm-hmm. who is one of them old actor guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there had recently been a book about him, and along with it, exhibition screenings of his films. Sure. So he was really prominent in 
popular culture. I believe Douglas Fairbanks, was he the first president of, oh, yeah. United Artists. Founding member of the Motion Picture Academy and hosted the first Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was a big. Yeah. Do you think this film was shot in black and white or in color? Oh, Uh, golly. Good question. I assumed it was shot in black and white. It was not. It was was shot in color. However, it was decolorized. (laughs) Wow. Which I think is interesting, but it's also possible that getting black and white film is harder. Oh, that's probably true. But they did plan around how it would look in black and white, Mm -hmm. camera placements, things like that. The lighting, the choice of costuming, Mm -hmm. hairstyles, things like that. And the film was shot at a slightly lower frame rate. Films, when presented in the theaters are presented in 24 frames per second. The f- if a film is shot slower and then you replay it at 24 frames per second, it'll look faster. Okay. So they shot it at 22 frames per second. They slowed down their cameras. So when you rebroadcast it, it looks slightly sped up, which is the way that the old films often look. Okay. Because when you were filming your when you were filming, you often were hand cranking your cameras, they didn't have automatic 24 frame per second cameras. And so if you crank too fast and then you play it back, it looks too fast or it looks too slow. Would that affect the uh, actions also boards? It would because it's just how fast the frames are going Mm. through the camera. Hmm. But we can talk about the people because there are some people in here worth talking about. We can start with uh, Mr. Uh, Jean Dujardin, who after his work in this film, which got him all sorts of awards. Mm-hmm. He would later be in The Wolf of Wall Street by Martin Scorsese and The Monuments Men by George Clooney. Okay. He's worked predominantly still in France. One of his most recent roles uh, is as uh, President Sarkozy <laughs> of France. Oh, yeah. You know what? He, I can imagine he would do well. In- he looks kind of like him. He does look kind of like him. Huh. I uh, next on our list, unfortunately, uh, the leading lady in this one, mm-hmm. she hasn't done a whole lot outside of this, except for the part where she was in a Knight's Tale. She's in a Knight's Tale. Chris- Christiana, I think she's the main girl in the Knight's Tale. Which one is this? Huh. A knight. They uh, should... The 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 Peppy Miller yeah. character. Yeah. Didn't connect those dots. How about that? And. Next on the Wikipedia list, which mm-hmm. is not the same as the cast list, is Uggy. The dog. The dog. <laughs> that dog was so well-trained. Oh, I have more to tell you Steal than just he was un- well-trained. His memoir was printed in October of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> the dog wrote a memo- memoir before with a ghost this movie, a ghost Before writer. this movie, mm-hmm. he had gained notable acclaim for Water for Elephants. Oh, okay. Where he played a dog. <laughs> Fair enough. He's typecast. Yeah. He started having minor roles in 2005 and 2006. His big... Uh, his one, big break? His big break was Water for Elephants, obviously. Uh, around 2010, he toured America with a group called The Incredible Dog Show, which is a tour of dogs doing tricks. He could ride a skateboard. In this movie... <laughs> oh my goodness. In fact, you saying stealing every scene, critics described it that way. He had stunt doubles. However, he did most of his own stunts. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. There were times when the 
If you haven't seen this film, you probably yeah. should watch it. And the dog is adorable. The yeah. dog has like he, he was twelve on, credits, he acting was, credits. He was at the American Film Institute premiere on the red carpet. He went on a pr- press promotional tour, including the UK's Graham Norton show, which is a big deal. Graham Norton is funny. Graham Norton is kind of a big deal. They started a Consider Uggy campaign for getting him nominated for actual awards. Unfortunately, uh, he was not allowed. Right. However, I will note that, you know how uh, Can has the Palme d'Or for mm-hmm. Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Right. There's a palm dog. <laughs> palm dog. No, really. It was started like in the early 2000s okay. for best canine performance at the Cannes Film, Film Festival, which Uggy won, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which meant that there were two acting winners in this movie at Cannes, <laughs> and one of them was a dog. It is unfortunate that the American Humane Association only jokes about having an award called the Posker. Mm. <laughs> they do not actually have one. He did win a special award at the French Golden Globe and is has his paw prints in cement at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Nice. Uh, the dog has a Twitter account. He's <laughs> <laughs> still alive? Uh, I no. Believe... Can't be. He died uh, at the age of 13 in 2015. Yeah. yeah. He, re- he retired after this movie, but... Well, at least well, from major acting, he... Sure. Well, he was getting kind of old. Yeah. Even then, yeah. Uh, but that means that we can move on to John Goodman, who we've dodged somehow. Right. Uh, because he was in Raising Arizona, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I think all three of those have gotten awards. Mm-hmm. I know at least two of them have. Uh, we, family-wise, we would remember him from The Emperor's New Groove and Monsters, Inc. The West Wing. And the West Wing. This is not the first. He plays a. Uh, he's he, uh, he plays the house. speaker of the house, and, and the then who becomes president? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a spoiler. And he has a dog. Yeah. watching. He was. All, I did not remember him being. No, wait, no. He's in a movie called The Babe, not Babe. We'll talk yeah. about Babe later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I where's it's not talking about when he was in one of the Cloverfield movies, which that's kind of a big. Mm. That was kind of a big cultural deal thing. Forgot about that. I don't remember that. You know, he did play uh, Fred Flintstone once. He, he did played play Fred Flintstone. Ten Cloverfield Lane. There it is. It's not the first Cloverfield movie. Anyways, let's see. Who else are we going to talk about? James Cromwell. When we is talk it about Cromwell or Crowell? Cromwell. Yeah. Cromwell. As, as I'm sorry. Eminent. I stand yeah. corrected. This is when we talk about Babe because he's the farmer. He's <laughs> also in a Star Trek movie uh, and in Spider Man Three and in I Robot and in. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> oh, dear. Man, he's been in a lot of stuff, too. Jeez. Mm-hmm. He's been working a long time. Mm-hmm. Actor and activist. Is he still around? Mm-hmm. He is still around. Nominated for five Emmys, four SAGs. Oh, he did not win for Best Supporting Actor for Babe. That's disappointing. I can't believe Malcolm McDowell was in, what, one scene for ten seconds? Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than ten. But, yeah, <laughs> not long. Yeah. So, what... Movies would people recognize him from besides yeah, A Clockwork Orange? He was in A Clockwork Orange is definitely on this list. That's an old one. Yeah. I've seen him in lots of things. I recognized his face, and yeah. I definitely could not point to any one particular movie that I know him from. It's so weird. I mean, A Clockwork Orange is probably the most famous movie that he would have been in. I just don't remember. He was, 
He was in Fist of the North Star. Get out of here. Well, like people know what that is. Uh, that is, in fact, a uh, an anime thing. Well, that's why Fist you of know. the North Star is about a very large man who punches people. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound like my kind v- of film. Very large does not do him justice, and punch people does not do it justice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because his his credits are not uh, not necessarily really big. Uh, big popular screen no, blockbuster movie. He's very much a working character actor, but instead of TV, it's movies. Yeah. Okay. He was in seven movies in 2017. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, that kind of thing. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Tulik. Who's saying that right? Maybe I not. have no idea. doesn't give me a pronunciation guide. This was uh, his wife in this movie. Okay. And she is our... Someone who is in a Marvel or a DC thing. No way. She plays Lois Lane on the TV shows. <laughs> That's a reach. Okay. That's totally a reach. Uh, Bill Fagerbaki. Yeah? Let's see. I'm going to do a quick pull up what role he played in this so I can get things right. He's the police guy. Okay. At the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's on our list of... Who was in Spongebob? I didn't think we were doing a Spongebob list. Oh, but we have to talk about this one because he's Patrick Starr. He's one of the main characters. That's ridiculous. Yep. He was also in 12 episodes of How I Met Your Mother as Marshall's dad. Funny. And I'm sure he's done other things too, but once you've been in Spongebob, you're the guy in Spongebob. Mm -hmm. And he's not one of the guys in Spongebob who is a big voice actor that does a lot of things like Tom Kenny. Uh, there was one more person I was going to pull up. Ah, yes. It's, uh, Nina Saimazko. Because mom said, oh, I think I know her. It can't be from West Wing. Where's she from? She is Eleanor Bartlett. She's from West Wing. She's from West Wing. She's the middle kid who's a doctor. Uh, and shows up every once in a while. See, I, I totally good. pulled that one out of me. And in this, in this movie, she was random, excited lady. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of covers the people in this movie that you would need to know about. But there's a few things that we could talk about. For instance, costumes, for which it won, and which we are talking about. Oh my goodness. Well, and I think because it was the the black and white format, when you have costuming, especially in black and white, you have to have high contrast. So then you see costumes with stripes. You see you know, argyle patterns. Their uh, stripes are introduced in many, many places on the costumes just to give some visual interest. There's uh, one time when he's in a bathrobe and that the edge of the lapel on the bathrobe, um, there's this little round, it's called piping. And it, it looks like a little pipe that runs right along the edge of a lapel. Mm-hmm. The piping is made from a diagonal stripe black and white fabric so it gives a little bit of an extra oomph and punctuation mark to the edge of the lapels uh the details on um peppy miller's costumes her sequined things or her Mm -hmm. flapper dresses were just lovely great movement great textures um in you notice things like uh, i said at the beginning peppy miller's character was the only person in a scene wearing a white hat 
Mm-hmm. Everybody else's hats were dark colored. There were times when he was in a crowd of people. All the everyone was wearing a dark colored suit, but his was not so dark. So it made him. He was lighter. It made him stand out. And those kinds of things, uh, you really got to do that if you're costuming. Yeah. So anyway, so, so, I was I, I was a little happy. Well, we can start talking about the guy who did the costumes. His name is Mark Bridges. Okay. His first credit is costume assistant for Miller's Crossing, which I hear was a good movie. We can go on for other movies he assisted on, like Dave, which you know, yes. you know mm-hmm. Natural Born Killers, which I hear was a good movie, and Nixon, which I understand is an important movie. You might make note, from a trivia standpoint, mm-hmm. he did the costumes on the last film. That I was did. going to get there. I was going to build <laughs> up to that. Thank you. Spoiler. Your dad spoiled it. I was going to start. Well, we haven't gotten to the first major movie that he worked on by himself was Boogie Nights. Okay. Which we keep running into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eight Mile and The Italian Job. Uh, there Will Be Blood, which we could have watched. And then, yes, The Fighter, which had, you mm-hmm. know, costumes for a period, the right period, but not mm-hmm. interesting. Then this movie. And he's he does and about one movie a year, and there's some good ones on here. So uh, an Academy Award winner at this yeah. for this film. Phantom Thread is his other Academy Award, which I don't know that one, but maybe we'll come to it in 2017. <laughs> he did the costumes for Joker, which also got awards. And for those of us who went to a movie theater recently, uh, do you remember seeing that poster for Licorice Pizza? And Because I definitely saw that and thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did the costumes for that movie. Well, Still working. Okay. But yeah, real good costumes mm-hmm. on this costumes one. Costumes are beautiful. I don't think there was going to be much this year that was going to be competing from a good costuming set. Maybe Hugo. Yeah, Hugo's on the list. Uh, Jane Eyre was a movie this year, apparently. Jane Eyre? Eyre? Yeah. yeah. You can tell who reads uh, who reads Bronte and who doesn't. Yeah, it's definitely not me. <laughs> uh, but in any case, let's go on to mm. bonus category number one, which is Best Actress. How do we feel about the actressing in this movie? She didn't get nominated? Let me see if she got nominated. Was I don't, her, I don't her think she did. name was Bernice. The actress's name? She did not get nominated. Now, to be mm. fair, she was not going to beat Meryl Streep well, in that's, The Iron Lady. That's pretty tough. Let's, yeah. She was up against Meryl Streep, up against Glenn Close, two names that are, uh, mm-hmm. shall we say, noteworthy in mm-hmm. acting. Let's not mm-hmm. knock but, Viola Davis well, either. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But she was nominated for actress in a supporting role. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Not in an actress role. Yeah. So she did a good job actressing, mm-hmm. but since the movie was not about her, she doesn't get to be a main actor mm-hmm. in okay, the movie. Sure. Okay. Which I think is a little disappointing. I think if you're the main lady in the movie, mm-hmm. as long as you aren't, you know, a, a really a side mm-hmm. character and you're just mm-hmm. the main one by the circumstance, you should be up for best actress, but that's just me. We don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. I think she did a very fine job. Mm-hmm. and Well, I'm glad she was nominated. Yeah. Uh, she lost to uh, someone from The Help, which is the movie Viola Davis was in. And another person from The Help was also nominated. So apparently that mm-hmm. movie had good acting. I read that book. I don't know that, I don't know that I've seen the film, but I've read the book. Uh, oddly enough, the next uh, bonus category is uh, Best Supporting Actress, so I guess we're done with that oh. now. <laughs> okay, done. Thank there you. you go. Thank you, Random Dice. And the last one is Best Song, 
Well, I don't know. They, they were nominated for Best Song, were they? Uh, no, they were not. But you may note that in this movie there was one song that had lyrics. Pennies from Heaven? Correct. Would you like to guess when that song was written? It was a long time. How long ago? Oh, I would th- I would guess the 1920s, 30s, somewhere in there. It would be 36. 36. <clears throat> oh, so would that song have been written at the time period when this... No, it would not. Good no. catch. I remember it from when yeah. I was a little kid. It is in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay. It was a ri- it was the uh, version that got kind of popularized was recorded by Bing Crosby. That makes sense. Yeah, and there was a woman that used to sing it too. Uh, okay. let's see Doris Day, no. Arthur Tracy, no. Tony Bennett, Dinah Washington, Clark go... Terry, Big Joe Turner, Lester Young, Dean Martin, Gene okay. Emmons, The Skyliners. You're going you're going too modern. Yeah, I know. I'm just listing all of the people mm-hmm. that have recorded it. However, to note, the modern take on this mm-hmm. is generally credited to the 2003 movie Elf. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. I didn't know it was in Elf. I don't, I've don't. i watched Elf a couple times. Mm-hmm. But obviously this movie was not going to win much for its music, despite the fact that music was basically all that is happening, which means that I can talk about diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Yay! I don't know what you're talking about. That's all right. The only reason I'm really bringing this up is because it is specifically mentioned in the Wikipedia article. So, diegesis. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, we got got time to fill here. So, diegesis is from the Greek. Okay, now say it it a little slower. Diegesis. Okay. It's from the Greek, which means to narrate. Diegesis has to do with, in, you know, telling the story. And so, possibly narrating versus things on the outside that aren't about the story. Well, if we knew Greek, we'd yeah. pick it up. In film, it's generally referring to sound, not necessarily storytelling, though it can refer to that. It's generally about the sound. Diegetic sound is sound that is part of the movie. So, non diegetic sound is sound that the audience hears, but the act, the characters do not. So a soundtrack is generally both non-diegetic, because the people in the movie don't hear the soundtrack. You mean no, like when there's a... Mm-hmm. When yeah. there's like a, a fight montage, you yeah, mean? Yeah, they don't hear the background music. However, diegetic sound is generally sound effects and people talking. And it's important in this movie... Because of the very few times that people hear things. Mm -hmm. Because there's a couple of uses where there is sound, and it's clear that the people in the movie can hear it. Mm -hmm. True. So then is the orchestration, the music, also considered diegetic? In this case, it would be non-diegetic because the characters aren't hearing the orchestra playing. Except Mm. in the beginning of the movie, when they are. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. I... To note, when they were filming, because they weren't recording sound, he played classic silent movie orchestration while they were filming for inspiration, but oh. not the orchestration they ended up using. But yeah, there was no way, I mean, there was no song written for this movie, and the song Correct. that was in yep. this movie already has a lot of awards. Uh, and wasn't even written at the time when this yeah. movie was purportedly taking place. There were two movies nominated for Best Original Song. This was not a good year for singing, apparently. (laughs) And 
one of them did the one that didn't win was from the movie Rio, which is the uh, animated movie about a parrot. Yeah, parrot. Yes. Uh, the one that won is from the Muppets because it's the Muppets. Because it's the Muppets. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I will note that this movie did win for original score. So yeah. good job there. John Williams was nominated twice oh, and dear. didn't win. So it sucks to be him, I guess. Wow. So was Howard Short. Didn't win. Ludovic Borse well. won and basically hasn't done anything close to the Academy Awards since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well. So good job there. Not a whole lot more to tell on this one, mostly because it, it's silent. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of... I can't say there's not a lot of story, because there is. And screenwriting is difficult when there's not a lot of dialogue, because when you're trying to plan out a film, and I can't say that this is... I've done a lot of this, but when I was taking screenwriting classes, mm-hmm. you would plan your film and see how it went by having people read it around a table and they do that in real filmmaking mm-hmm. at least for right. i've definitely seen them happen where you sit around a table and you have what's called a table read mm-hmm. because you read it at a table but this movie that you can't really do that no it'd have to be it would storyboarding have, it, it would have to be storyboarding like an animation or it would have to be acted out mm-hmm. and i mean you can do it but that just seems like people that aren't invested in the idea would look at this pre-planning process and go really it's just Eh, too unusual it's too weird Mm -hmm. so and yet it means you'd have people that are invested in your movie maybe people should do more weird things get only people that really like the idea i found found it interesting that it got oh yeah for screenplay well it's a you know a good story and it's well organized and the intertitles aren't too invasive and the writer was also Mm mm-hmm if you can pronounce his last name. Nope. Nope. I saw it. It's got lots of syllables. Yes. Uh, it starts with an H. Hazanavicious. Mm-hmm. Michelle Hazanavicious. That's what I'm saying. The Michelle part I could do. The yeah. rest of it, nope. Not so much. All right. Anything else to add, people? No. Well, then we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. 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 All right.